Welcome to the Naked Truth Real Talk about West Coast Swing. My name is Eric. And I'm Deborah. And today we're going to chat about one of the top tiers of dancers, the All-Stars. We'll take a look at what it is and what it means to be an All-Star, what's expected of All-Stars, and what we're seeing in the All-Star division today. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so eric uh so how about we start by defining um all stars uh what are all stars that's a think? good question yeah because i'm supposed to be one of them so <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh yeah i mean look it's a top tier of competitors we know it's defined by a certain number of points right like if you have 45 points in advance something like that, then you're all-star. But we've talked several times on the show that really, what does it mean to have points? What does it say about your competency level, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I like the way that Brandy kind of described it, where these are the people who are, it's almost like the minor league to the major league, like you're professional, mm -hmm. but you're not quite that top tier. Right. Um, these are people who are semi-professional or put in the same amount of work as professionals or don't um, or, or don't right, which we'll get to, <laughs> I guess, right. again, there's a question of what should it be and right. what is it? I mean, really what it is right now is just people who have earned enough points to be in there. That's, right. that's the honest truth of what it is now. Um, but yeah, it should be this top tier of, you know, I, I won't say amateur because I think it used to be amateur. Whereas champions used to be the pros. I think a lot of the all-stars we're pros, like we teach dance. We're just not at that champion level. Not all of us, but a bunch of us. Right. But so I feel like all stars is half, uh, semi pro and then half not pro at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. about right. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm more than, and originally like all stars was developed because advanced was like blowing up. Right. And there was this big, huge gap between advanced and champions as far as, um, experience level, technique, all of those things, right? And then they needed to be a, one extra place for, you know, people that were excelling in advanced and like sandbagging the division, right? Yeah. But still not good enough to be a champion yet. So we needed a, we needed a, a place for them to go to. And, and that's kind of like how I think things have evolved. <laughs> and when was that? That was because oh, that was on the East Coast. So I remember when it got to the East Coast, but it started here on the West Coast, right? The All-Star Division? You know, I, I don't actually um, remember because I think by the time it had come to um, fruition, I was already living in California. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't know if it started there or not because I travel so much to yeah. um, events. But I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb because I do that a lot. <laughs> the Naked Truth. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm going to say maybe like, I don't know, 99, 2000. No. Yeah. Really? I think so. Because I feel like it didn't reach the, so I. Or maybe so 2001. I reached advanced before mm -hmm. there was all-star granted on the East coast. So mm -hmm. I was coming out to the West coast to boogie by the bay capital. Right. Swing Diego didn't have all-star. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I came out to those two events, and I remember watching All Star Dancers. And this was what year was that? Two thousand four, five, six, somewhere in there. Um, so maybe but, it started a year or two before that. I don't maybe. know. Um, but mm. I, so when I first got into Advanced, there was no All Star division, right? And I was up against the guys who were dominating 
when I started dancing, right? Like these were the guys I was admiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like Anthony DeRosa and Brian Faust. And like, there were a whole bunch All of right. them who were in there mm-hmm. on the East coast. And it was so funny because I think f- for five or six competitions in a row, no matter how many they took into finals, I was always first alternate. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> like always the alternate, <laughs> always never the finalist. Always a never a bride. Right. So, <laughs> and because there was nowhere, there was nowhere else to go, right? Like they were going to take right. these guys. So if they took five into finals, I was six. If they took eight, I was ninth. Um, mm. Happened for a long time. But then eventually All-Star started reaching the East Coast, I would say in... I was probably living in New York, so maybe six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Yeah, um, I like I said, I'm, I'm everything's all like blurring together. <laughs> together these days. I know. If you tell somebody you've been dancing for more than five years, they're like, "Wow, you've been around a long time." You're like, "Really?" Yeah, I know. No. Um, I'm like twenty years. They're like, "What?" <laughs> I know. I'm up to seventeen years now with West Coast Swing. Um, so three years, my five. Yeah, I'm so bad at math. <laughs> um. So anyway, I feel like it evolved somewhere in that period in the mid aughts, um, where it became more widely distributed around events around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was exactly as, as you said, there were a lot of people moving into advanced and it got crowded and it got yeah. hard for people to compete and, uh, similar kind of to what's happening today. You had people who were just out of intermediate who were on the low end in advanced um, competing with people who had been in advance for a while. Right. So you had this gap. So they created this all-star division. Of course, now we're getting the same thing where you have these people who are fresh out of advanced, maybe aren't, you know, as skilled or as seasoned as people who had been in all-star for a few years. Right. Because there's nowhere to go really. Like Mm -hmm. all-star, we were just talking about this before we started recording. All-star is not a stepping stone to champions. To champions. No. It's not. Um, um, and there are some all stars I think it is. Sure. Well, that said, there are obviously there are all stars who move up into champions. Right. And I think part of the reason uh, they move up into champions is because they, they prove themselves to be proficient in three things Jack and Jill, Strictly Swing, and Routine Division. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, that's kind of what a true champion is. If you look at all the champions that are there right now that have been there for quite some time, they're proficient in all three things Right. where a lot of all stars are, are, are barely proficient in Jack and Jill, even strictly swing. Right. You know what I mean? Of course there are always exceptions to that, but the exceptions yes. only prove the rule, right? Not demonstrate it. Um, exactly. So yeah, I think that's a challenge that I find is people, look at the path of the exception, mm-hmm. the people who haven't done routines or the people who, uh, I love how Brandy talks about how people make it to where they are, not because of their flaws, but in spite of them, in spite of them, <laughs> right? Um, so I think there are plenty of people who have made it up to all-star or even cracked into champions, mm-hmm. um, in spite of certain things rather than because of those things. Right. I just like, we're a little bit in a, a I don't know, you know how I feel. I don't want to talk about it, but I feel like I need to. We're on to. a show to talk about I, it. <laughs> I know. Like, so at, um, was it, was it Seattle or was it Swing Diego? Um, I'm not going to mention the name in, in All Stars, 
but the couple was in finals. Um, the leader, the leader walked around literally San for Diego. <laughs> it was San Diego. You don't well, talk about it. You and I talked about it. It's right. Walked around literally for the whole song. Didn't have one triple rhythm in their feet, not even one triple rhythm in their body. If I turned off the music, I wouldn't know what dance he was doing. Hmm. It was the he, the, the male counterpart. And yet uh, they placed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel like it sets a bad example of, and I, I, I don't want anyone to, you know, misconstrue that I feel that if you're not tripling, you're not doing swing. That's right. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I would like to see some triples in your swing dancing. Let's <laughs> right. not completely get rid of all of them because that's what's happening. Hmm. There's there just people just walking around and posing and that's not swing. I don't know what that is. Right. Well, the, do you know what that is? Uh, <clears throat> walking, sashaying, moseying. Modern jive. You know the um, that quote from City Slickers. He walks over to the girl and says, "I forget now because it's an old <laughs> movie." But go ahead, he say says, it. Uh, I thought I'd mosey on over. I've never moseyed before. I've walked. I've ampled. I've even sashayed once, but I've never <laughs> moseyed. I hope it did it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, such a brilliant movie. Um, yes. <clears throat> Yeah, and I mean the old joke is advanced footwork. You just stand there and move the girl around, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. the old joke. But keep in mind that joke is made a joke. to make fun of people, not right. to say that's what it should be. That's why it's called the joke. So let me ask you this then. <laughs> yeah, you've been judging this division for a long time, and you've worked with a lot of us all stars. Mm-hmm. What do you expect to see at the all star division, and what do you expect to see that's different from say advanced? Well, first of all. I expect to see the leader set up the follower really well. Mm-hmm. And I feel that uh, um, all-stars don't do that really well. There are a couple of leaders that do, but a lot of leaders don't set up the follower really well. And the other thing that I would really love is when the, when the leader does set up the follower, allow her to do what you've set her up to do and don't take it you know, away from her. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I would love is uh, to see to see the couple work together as a team as opposed to like we've said this before like I feel like they're adversarial and I'm not sure like why that's happened or where that's come from or um, or, or what the deal is and maybe it's because you know both of them go into the, you know the dance with a, with a different agenda you know my agenda is to have a great dance with my partner and some people's agenda is to win and Hurry up, hold on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. right. So, um, and then of course I, I want to see like being on time, like that's huge. And <laughs> yeah. I do notice that like you, sometimes when I'm judging I'll, as they're dancing, I'm saying, I'm verbalizing under my breath. I'm like, slow down, let her dance or yeah. let him lead. Or like, I'm trying telepathically to tell you like to do something. And sometimes you guys get it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't. And it's really frustrating because I want you to do well. Right. I don't want you to do poorly. But when you don't, when you, when you go up there, it's, it's almost as if some of you go up there with the arrogance of, like we were talking about on, with Divi, mm-hmm. um, with the arrogance of, I don't have, I, I, I know everything. Right. I don't have to learn. I don't have to learn anything. Um, and I think that's also what separates champions, you know, from all stars. We're continuously working on our craft and learning and, you know, and I mean, I never like my dance, even when I know I should have 
one or placed. I, I look at it, I'm like, ah, I could have totally changed that or I would have loved to have not have done that. Right. I'm ne- it's never good enough um, for me. Yeah. So, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I remember watching Liberty Swing, actually. This was a few years ago. Yenny and I were doing a practice session on a Sunday and it happened to be, I think it was strictly finals on Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon at Liberty. And so we put on the live stream with our students and started watching all of the divisions. Right. And you watch novice and a novice, we just want to see clean basics, like be connected to your partner, stay on time, stand up and walk through stuff. And we'll be very happy. Um, You get to intermediate, you start seeing more sort of embellishments from the follower and more musical pattern work from the leaders. So they're starting to be right. more complex and maybe start to fit the music a bit more. We get right. to advanced. We want to see higher quality of movement. We want yes. to see more intricate musicality. So more setting things up than just moving through patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and for followers to be shaping that and, and adding to it. Filling the space. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we get to all-star, by this point, quality of movement should be high. It's right. not always. Right. Um, and, and that you should have control of your timing, your weight transfers, your body movement. Um, you should not be off time as an all-star. No. Well, you that should, be should off not time. happen. I feel like if you're off time, you don't get out of novice, period. Right. See, <laughs> like, that's true, too. Can we just Good set point. a bar? Like, novice, right. if you're off time, I get it. You're learning. I get it. No, no, no. But, that, that's true, too. But I'm saying, <laughs> I, I mean, at best, right. like, you should not be off time, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Right. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, and stick in my eye, (laughs) but we want to see that control of timing of weight transfers. You know, it's not just about stepping on the beat. It's about stepping through the beat and filling that time and space. We want to see, uh, musicality, musical structure. So like you said, the leader setting the follower up for moments, particularly on a phrase change. We want to see, uh, both dancers using their bodies to be musical, but together, um, Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's it's taking what you'd see in advance and elevating it. So when we when on that Sunday when we were watching all the divisions, we pointed out to our students. Well, we'd ask them, "What do you notice that's different?" Right? And the mm-hmm. dance gets more articulate, it gets more controlled, and it should get more partnered because your technique should be getting better, but so should your partnership and right. your musicality. Like all three of those things should be at its highest in All Star. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like there, there are plenty of leaders and followers who are at that level, who I admire in my own division, um, mm-hmm. that I think are really good at doing partnered musicality and, and have a high quality of movement. Um, I feel like the division has ebbed and flowed or waxed and waned over time, meaning absolutely there have been times where there's just a crap ton of great dancers yes. other times where I'm like, this is all-star. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like the last few years, a few years ago, the division was not doing so great. Um, I feel right. like some of the top dancers had moved up to champions or moved out of comp- competing altogether. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot so of do people you feel, moving do you in. Feel like, do you feel like it's on an upswing? upswing so then? I feel like now it <clears> is on an upswing and I feel like it's, on an upswing now in that I see people working harder, not just on their own 
dancing, like their own movement, mm-hmm. but on coming back to the partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I agree with you. I think in general, there's a lot of people who are, are adversarial, who are selfish um, in the yes. dance. Uh, we've talked about this with Robert, with Brandy, with a whole bunch of people about right. how you're judged in prelims as an individual and you feel you have to make stuff happen in a spotlight and people feel this need to either win or show off or whatever it is, create a moment. And they you end can't up fighting create with their partner. Mo- so that's the thing. Like the object of the exercise is to, is to be in sync with your partner mm-hmm. so that you do create the moment as opposed to trying to manufacture the moment. Right. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Like, I would agree. you know, yeah, you can't like manufacture. It doesn't happen. Like everything has to align. You have to pay attention to the leader. The leader has to pay attention to the follower. You both have to be in sync with each other. The music has to be right, but like the stars have to be aligned. Yeah. It's all of these things. And I think sometimes the um, leaders and followers, it's not just a leader thing. It's both people right. like force the issue. Yes. And I feel like lately I've, I've been seeing, and I think this is due in large part to you and people like Brandy and Robert and Benji and, uh, and Kyle and Sarah, like all of you top peers who are in all-star workshop saying you guys need to dance together right leaders need to create <laughs> spaces for the follower followers need to pay attention to what their leader is giving them um and i do feel like again not everybody in the all-star division but i do feel like there's a return to partnership happening or underway mm-hmm. um that was missing a few years ago where I feel people like... were panicked to like make something happen right i feel like i feel like it's bad foreplay <laughs> like it's just bad foreplay and that it goes nowhere <laughs> well, that it goes nowhere or that neither of you are you know um exciting the other to to you know create more you know touch or feel you know what i mean right uh, it's just it's hard to explain yeah no i hear you um but i feel like it's a challenge when a lot of people are brought up in a system, you know, keep in mind that people who are striving for all-star tend to be the people who are a little more driven or competitive, right? Like, because they'll, they'll put in the effort to get that far. You've got to have some drive, some desire to be at the top. And for better or worse, the system rewards, particularly in the preliminary rounds, Mm -hmm. the individual. Where I, I, I feel too also people strive um, to be all-stars because we have a culture now where um, if you get to all-stars, you'll be hired. You'll be teaching. That's you'll true. be working. For some events, you can, yeah. You can, you can make a career now in the swing dance community uh, just by being in all-stars and placing um, enough times. And, and some of them, you know, do – you know, routines or whatever. I don't, I don't want to, you know, say that there aren't all stars that are very hard workers because there are mm-hmm. a bunch of them. Um, but it's, we've given the impression that, you know, you get to all stars, you place, you win a couple and whoop, you can teach just because you can dance. Doesn't mean you can teach or judge or anything. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a skill set, and, and some people have just natural, abilities for more than one thing like teaching judging djing competing like all those things and others have to hone one or the other and and it's just the way it is right yeah i think we have a system though that does that does 
reward individuals for certain visual characteristics, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're watching based on, we're, we're judging based on visual. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, people who have, by coming up the ranks, sort of trained themselves to work that system or been rewarded Correct. for certain things. Right. Maybe not intentionally gaming it, but they've been rewarded for certain things and they get to all-star. And now we're like, hey, by the way, all that, you know, training you've been doing in this direction, like you're missing these four other pieces. Right. And I feel like I see that a lot in people who move up. And especially these days, people move up quickly because they go to a lot of events. Or, uh, or a lot of smaller events. Sure. Right. Right. They're, right. they're getting points quickly and they move up quickly. And it's like, it's like if I took a fifth grader and put them in 12th grade calculus, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you haven't developed the the thinking, the skills, the vocabulary. Right. right. To understand To succeed it. at that level. Yeah. <clears throat> right. um, and I think that happens for a lot of people at any level. So, sure. I mean, I personally moved up pretty quickly to advance and like hit a wall. And I was like, well, yeah, because I got rewarded for certain things and I'm missing these other things that are important now. Right. Um, and, you know, we talked with Divi about people kind of losing interest and, and getting frustrated in the scene. I think this is part of it. And I see it happening now with people who get to all-star. I mean, all-star is huge in terms of both numbers and range. Yes, <laughs> like totally. People who are in all-star who, honestly, if they were in another geographic region, would be intermediate. At best. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have yep. people who are doing routines and are competing in classic or showcase and are, mm-hmm. are working towards making that jump into mm-hmm. champions, mm-hmm. right? It's like the whole gamut. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I feel like no matter what contest I'm in, I'm kind of in like the 60, 50th, 60th percentile. <laughs> like I'm always in the middle <laughs> and I know that and I'm working on it, but like, uh, yeah, it's just a huge mix. I know there are people I admire who are above me and other people where I'm like, but you just got here. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you don't speak the language yet, you know? Right, right. You just arrived. Yeah, it's a it's a big range. What do you see out there now that you like in the All-Stars? Uh, well, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to talk about dancing. I'm going to say, I'm going to say ethic, work mm. ethic. I see, a, I see, like, I like a, a little more than a handful of them, um, like really not just working, working their craft by taking workshops, they take privates um, and they they're inquisitive um, and you see them, you know, practicing on the sidelines and the ballroom. And um, th- there's that, which mm-hmm. I uh, and, and don't get me wrong. All stars are a great bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I, I love them. I, I you know, I, I like hanging out with them. I like, you know, talking to them and. Um, encouraging and empowering them, which is why I get so frustrated with some of them when, you know, they're competing and I'm like, ah, oh, why aren't you listening? Slow down. <laughs> that. You know, also because I, I work with a lot of them and I, and I want them to progress um, and do well. But what I, what I like about them, you know, most is how they're really working on their dancing and their craft and, um, you know, and all of those things. And, and, the, and, they, some of them are improving, like in their competition mm-hmm. um, skill set, and, and others are are not improving, but yet getting rewarded for it, and, and that's obviously not their fault, right? right? Um, but when you when you look at my ballot, they're not getting rewarded for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's what I like about them. What about you? 
Um, I mean, you're an all-star, so yeah, you have a so. you know, behind-the-scenes look. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. Um, uh, I definitely admire the work ethic. Um, mm-hmm. And as somebody who is personally always trying to find more time to work on my dancing, I really do admire how hard they work um, on their dancing. I, And along with that, I admire the progress that some of them really make. Um, like I went up to Connor McClure this weekend. Uh, I love at, his dancing at Swing Diego. Yeah. And I remember when he first moved into All Star and we were talking and he's like, I don't know how I got here. And, um, and, and he worked through that. And I really admired like his legwork and footwork this weekend was beautiful. His body action. It's just I gorgeous. Love um, the way he moves. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, you know, there, there's lots that I admire, uh, in the progress that they're making. I also have to say this current bunch of all stars, mm-hmm. uh, at least here on the West coast where mm-hmm. I get to dance, super nice, super, super nice. nice. I don't get any competitive vibe or negative yeah. vibe from anybody. They're totally. super nice when they're watching their peers, they are soaking it up. You know, yeah. they're cheering each other on Totally, it's so much fun. I don't get to sit up there very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I do, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. there's no negative vibe whatsoever it's all positive stuff i mean there's like teasing one another but it's like yeah. in a friendly way why we do that as champions too right yeah um yeah it's it's really rewarding to be a part of a very positive encouraging supportive yeah i agree group. with that so I, I i'm not really on the east coast a lot these days so i wouldn't know how the all-stars are on the east coast to be honest so yeah, a lot of the ones here, I just feel, I feel like there's not a lot of ego. And maybe, maybe that's why I see the tide turning on the partnership. Um, I don't feel like a lot of, I mean, sure, there's always some who are arrogant and think they're better than white bread, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really feel like the group here is not competitive and not arrogant, confident. Sure. I think it takes confidence to to do what you do and they're driven for sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel any competitive negative vibes. Um, I do admire, like I said, some of the things that I am seeing happen again. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Um, magic is not something you make. It's something that happens as a product of just the right conditions coming together at the right time. Right. And, uh, so, and I think we've talked about this on the show before. If not, I've talked about it a lot where a lot of times we go for that magic and we want to see that magic. But if you watch say a finals and you watch 10 dances, there's going to be one, maybe two that are magic. Right. Right. There's going to be like another handful that are going to be okay. Like Mm -hmm. they're good dances. They're clean. Mm -hmm. They're connected. Mm -hmm. Nothing magical. And -hmm. then there's going to be a handful that just like, are not great. <laughs> like they right. crap out or they're not on the same page or somebody, you know, the adversarial thing yeah. is happening or somebody's off time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like magic doesn't happen very often. And I, and yet I feel like, uh, I'm just seeing a lot of, a lot more patience. Um, and I think that goes with the partnership, like paying sure. attention and being more present. And again, maybe it's just the particular group that I've been seeing. Um, but I feel like I haven't seen as much of the, the race to make something happen right? as much. It still happens sometimes. It right. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. And, and, and also like champions too. It's not like, 
I mean, there are there are weekends where like we're like, oh, that was such a great division. Like everyone had a really like good um, dance, but it's really rare that like everyone has a magical right. dance. Um, and uh, you know, you, you know, we have train wrecks too. Our train wrecks just look better than yours. That's all, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I feel like train wrecks for the champions. Like the time when I watch champions and I want to like bury behind my pillow is mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like hide behind it, hug it uh, is not because it's bad dancing. Technically it's right. because the partners are not getting along. The, right. It looks like an argument. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big, huge like fight. That's that to me is the, the hard part, the dancing itself, like visually the connection is still there, but it's like the metaphysical connection of like somebody's trying to talk like too Game much. Of person, yeah, right. It's like the Lannisters and uh, what you call the Starks. it? Starks. <laughs> the Starks together, like ah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I I would say Seattle and Swing Diego. Mm-hmm. I thought were both pretty good All Star divisions. I did too. Um, like except for that one at Swing Diego, where it was just <laughs> right. walking around. But even then, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Like I don't feel like I saw train wrecks. There are some All Star divisions where I feel like. Two, three, four years ago, you'd see a fair number of like just bad dancing, like no, I know, not connecting, fighting, um, whatever it is. And I feel like lately, yeah, there's there's some not great dancing, but I don't feel it's I don't feel the bad is as bad <laughs> lately. Lately, events. just I the guess. last few events I've been to, but. The, I'm sorry, but I, the walking around just, it just <laughs> because I, because even walking around and walking around off time too, like wow, right, like how right, are you right. here? <laughs> how, how did you get here? How did this happen? It's a good question. Somebody was not paying attention. Yeah, you made it through the cracks. I want to know how how this happened. Yes. Well, that leads me to another question, which is, uh, yeah, where where do you want to see all stars? work i mean you talked about partnership and being there um being more present and patient with each other Mm -hmm. um but what do you want to see more of from like a technical perspective an artistic perspective you know what i want to see more of especially from the leaders i feel like a lot of leaders and all-stars really don't engage their rib cage and use their rib cage to move you know through movement like they they move really from the lower half and don't finish their movement through their rib cage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's, it's more with the leaders, like followers naturally move through their rib cage. It's, it's interesting mm-hmm. uh, to me. I see followers move, they add movement through their rib cage and a lot of leaders and all stars don't do that. They, they, uh, they settle, right. Settle onto their foot, straighten their leg and move through their hip, but they allow the upper half of their body to stay real stiff mm-hmm. and don't allow you know, the rib cage to flow through, uh, that movement. That's something that I would like to see more, um, from all-star. I mean, I've talked to you about that and I've talked to a couple of other all-star, uh, leaders, um, about it. You know, what we need to understand is that although this dance is considered uh, a dance that, you know, is footwork based, so to speak. Right. Right. Um, not as much as shag, right? Yeah. Um, dancing is using our, your whole body, mm-hmm. not just one part of your body. 
unless we're talking about a style a style of a dance that's specifically like river dance. Right, right. Right. The style of river dance is definitely just the lower part of the body. Well, and right? like and you said, shag two emphasizes the lower, so the upper is usually pretty quiet. Right, except it's changed a little bit in shag, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I would like to see more of that from um the leaders and, and from the followers, I'd like to see a little bit more like levels. I see a lot of followers that just stay completely upright all the mm-hmm. time and don't, don't fill the space with shapes. Mm-hmm. They just fill the space by moving through and not shaping through their body to fill the space. If that makes any sense. Yes. So that's what I would like to see. Not like I'm going to get it or anything. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. My word means hopefully, nothing. Hopefully some of them are listening to this. Working on that. Um, I would agree with the leaders moving their bodies more. I mean, generally in any level, the followers have better quality of movement and and body articulation than the leaders do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the leaders that I've been watching lately, I think I watch them too because they're improving on their lower half, which is something I am working on myself. Um, but yeah, certainly using the whole body. And I think that's one of the things that we look at in the evolution of the dance. So when we were talking with Jordan and Tatiana about watching old videos and seeing how the dance has evolved, I mean, one sure. of the things you see evolve is one, articulation of the music, and two, right. using more parts of the body to do that. Right. That, and I know, think part of that happens because of people that came into the dance, like myself and Mario and, you know, Cordoba and Royston mm-hmm. who came into the, and there's probably others, there's a ton of them, but that came into the dance with other types of dance training behind them. Right. So they, they understood about their body and, and recognized that, Oh, I could still do this, but still engage this part of my body to give some more action to right. the movement. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and of course I'm not like, you know, tooting my own horn. I'm just saying we've all, you know, a lot of us have given some stuff to this dance that have made the dance what it is today as, as the years progressed, as have Jordan and Todd and concert, like mm-hmm. all of us, right. That's what we have to recognize. We just, we just can't get stuck. Right. Right. In a specific thing. Yeah. Right. We, we, we could get stuck in like what our dance is, but not stuck to the point where we don't evolve or move with the music or, or, uh, create differently according to the music that we're dancing to. I think that's another thing I would love to see all stars do. I feel like they don't adapt to the genre of music that they've been given. Mm-hmm. They kind of dance the same yeah. to every genre of music. Like I wouldn't dance the same to Otis Redding that I would to Billie Eilish. It's just different. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I and I, and I point. feel like, yeah, I feel like that doesn't happen. Like people um, talk about tempo, but they don't talk about genre rhythm, feel. Genre rhythm. Yeah. Um, and I think also part of the and it's and again, I don't feel like it's it's totally their fault. Uh, we're we're really exposed to these days not many genres of music mm-hmm. in West Coast swing. We don't have this big variety. Like I'll tell you, when I was in the UK at Detonation on Sunday, I DJed hmm. Sunday night, and everybody came up to me and was like, "Oh my god." Like so many good songs and so many different types of genres and different tempos. It's like, why don't people do this? And, I'm, and my answer is, I don't know. Right. I don't know why people do I, I do it in my class when I'm teaching a workshop or, you know, a regular class and we're going through a pattern or a technical aspect. Mm-hmm. I don't just play one song. I play four different 
Right. Like we'll rotate through one song three times and then I'll change to another song and go to another song so that they get exposed, you know, to different music. But again, like I feel it's the DJ's job um, to educate the dancers. So that's that's part of the reason why the dancers don't have the ability to adapt, like, say, my genre, my my um, era does and the era before me uh, does, because we were exposed to really different styles of music, which is what made me fall in love with West Coast Swing. Right. Right. The music. I think for most of us, it was the variety of music. The ver- right. Yeah. And exactly. I, I think that's, that's getting back to the quality of movement thing, too. Right. I think a lot of people don't develop a certain quality of movement because they only learn to move their body one way instead of exploring right. all the different ways they can move their body through things. Because mm-hmm. um, the other complaint I have about All Star Leaders is. Uh, while a lot of them are working on their legs and feet is just footwork and weight transfers. Oh, I mean, God. A very fundamental level. If I watch your lower half, I mean, God, yes. it gets to the timing issue. It gets to, um, control and balance. Um, there's just a lot lacking there. Could me. we talk about, cause you said weight transfer, cause that's the one of the, but could we, could we talk about how flat footed everybody is? <laughs> yeah. Could, like what is happening? What is happening? I know I talk about rolling through your feet. I know Kyle and Sarah do. I know Jordan and Tatiana do. I know Benji does. I know Brandy does. Mm-hmm. I know Robert does. And the list goes on. So what is happening? Thanos has taken over the West Coast Swing. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is going on? I guess so. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a big guy. He kind of looks so. like he's walking through cement. That's true. Um, do you know what's happening? No. I think... Well, I have a hypothesis, which is, um, this gets back to what I was saying before, people making it in spite of things rather than because of things. Um, (laughs) These people are able to move up to all-star without ever really refining their footwork. So does that make it right, though? No, but my hypothesis is that they find success is happening when you create an interesting dance with your partner, right? Like... You create something musical or visually interesting. And so something like footwork and weight transfers is not as priority. It's out the window. Except without weight transfer, you don't have good dancing. I agree with you. Just an FYI, people. You don't get that control and you don't get to create moments if you can't control how you're transferring weight. That's the entire dance. It's all about how you move yourself. (laughs) Through through space. Through space, right. Yeah, yeah. And when you're talking about with a partner... How you transfer right. your weight is what you're communicating. Right. But yeah, that's that's my biggest gripe, I think, on the leader side. Um, that and not structuring the dance. Yeah, not setting up well. What, uh, so what about followers? Followers? Well, okay. So my biggest personal complaint, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this happened to me recently, uh, followers slowing down right before the phrase change. Oh, it drives me freaking batty. <laughs> Just, I can't, I can't. And the thing is, like, Robert Royston said it in an advanced all-star workshop. Followers don't slow down, keep moving to the phrase change. And ever Why since he said it, Why are they slowing down to the phrase change? Because a lot of times, before the phrase change, the artist may do a long note, or there may be a break, or, like, in the, the melody. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, mm-hmm. I'm clearly trying to accelerate you and you're slowing down and I don't know why your idea is better than mine because mine's going to get you to the one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is going to leave us on one coming out of some weird shape. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just stop. Just five, six, seven, eight, just go. Just go. 
Mm-hmm. Just go. If the leader doesn't have a good idea, you can fix it on the one. Um, right, right, right. So mm-hmm. that's just like a personal pet peeve of mine. Um, I, think I haven't that's, really seen – I haven't really noticed that. I'm going to pay attention more now. Well, again, that. like once Robert Royston started talking about it, now I'm like tuned into it all the time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I'm teaching all of my followers. I'm like, you can – you should know where the phrase change is. You should have an idea in mind, just in case you need to pull something out, but keep moving to one. And then on one, you can decide. In fact, I feel like they know where the phrase changes before you guys do. Because we don't, well, because we don't have to worry about, you know. Right, right. We're in tune with the music. Yeah, right, right. You don't have to think about the. All right, so now I'm going to pay attention to that. So whatever followers I see doing that, I'm going to go give them a. Okay. So that's one thing. Um, I think the other thing from a technical standpoint, because honestly, I think the followers uh, in general, like I said, have great quality of movement. I think they use Mm -hmm. their bodies beautifully to create interesting shapes. Um, I will say one thing, though, that I'm noticing across the board is that I feel like we're starting to get cookie cutter followers. Um, I feel like a lot of the followers are developing the same aesthetic. And do you think that's because they're trying to mimic a specific professional? So are they trying to mimic each other or what? So that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if they they are looking at certain followers um, and mimicking them. I don't know if it's the way people are training them. And I also don't know if it's what's being rewarded. I feel like a certain aesthetic uh-huh. is being rewarded for leaders and followers right now. Um, and so if that's what's winning, then obviously you try to be like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I really love about the champions in particular, but also the best of the all stars is they look different. You know, they are who sure. they are. They don't look like everybody else. And I want right. for the, you know, if you, if you want to develop that aesthetic through intermediate advanced, mm-hmm. fine. But I feel like an advanced and certainly into all star, uh, do you yeah, Find how you I, move, figure out what right. looks good on you, play with stuff. I want to see right. more diversity, but from a, a technical standpoint, the thing, that I see a lot of followers is um, head and shoulders back and a lot of upper body tension. Like mm-hmm. the connection is in their upper body. And, and one, I can see it visually. Um, but two, when I'm from a connection standpoint, it, it feels high and it cuts off communication to the rest of the body. Yeah. You wanted to always dance below connection, not at or above it. Right. right so right, 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 I, right. I see a lot of like, it's almost like sway back or belly buttons forward or, mm. or just holding the tension in the, like shoulder girdle. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just looks different. It kind of cuts off the flow and it's mm-hmm. going to cut off communication when they're trying to talk back to their leader. It gets back to right. what we were talking about before of teaching followers how not just to receive messages, but send the message back to the leader. Yeah. It also, it's also hard to read weight transfer that way. Right. Cause I can't yeah. feel where your hips are. Right. Exactly. Like if your Another reason why or yeah. high, like I can't, I can't feel where your hips are over your feet. And so I don't know if you're going fast, slow, uh, stopping turtles, if you need mold. more time, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> curling up on a ball in a fetal position. Why'd I get this leader? I don't know. Right. Don't right. Know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's just a technical thing. Um, but those are like my personal gripes. Um, like I said, overall, I think the followers are really good. I mean, as you said, for both leaders and followers, the best all-star dancing happens when, they're paying attention and they're just there with each other. And even if nothing happens, mm-hmm. it's just a joy to watch two people enjoy each other, <laughs> like right. to be there and enjoy. And yeah, if you can look out at the audience and, and pull us in, awesome. 
Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that is one thing in the all-star division that I know I've heard judges talk about expecting is the performance aspect, right? Sure. Performing art. We're putting you in a spotlight situation. Mm -hmm. It's expected that you're going to, if not entertain us, although I think that's when all-stars panic, I think that's what they're thinking. Oh, I have to entertain them. I need the audience to laugh or cheer or whatever. Right. Um, but if not that, then at least acknowledge the audience, bring them in. Um, I don't do that well myself. So I try to present my follower (laughs) to the Mm -hmm. audience. Um, but yeah, I think the performance aspect is something that is expected at that all-star level that isn't as expected as much in advanced intermediate and certainly novice. You know, yeah. You know, the other thing I'd really love to see, including, including champions, um, I would like us to dress a little better. Hmm. I feel like we've gotten a little too casual. Um, I'm okay with smart casual, which is, you know, still dressy, but not too dressy. I feel like, like business casual. Yeah. Something, you know, like something that doesn't look like, you, you know, like what I would wear to go out late night dancing. Right. And unless, unless the event says we want you to wear our event t-shirt. Right. Right. Like, like what Seattle does for the, you know, for the pros or whatever, then, then I would like you to, you know, uh, dress up, you know, a little bit more. One, because it looks good, but two, it shows that you have a little bit more respect, like for the dance. Right. Like, I realize this is a street dance, but we're in competition. And um, also to wear things that, you know, accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative. Yes. You know, like, don't don't be wearing like, you know, leggings, you know, and boots when you consistently dance with your knees bent and you have flip flops as feet or canoes <laughs> as feet. <laughs> flippers right <laughs> you don't roll through your feet you just kind of flop your feet around your knees are bent the whole time i really don't want to see that thank you right um so i would like to see that more too yeah and certainly footwear that accentuates your footwork yeah not detracts from it right yeah i hear no, you and, uh, and i don't want you know all stars I, I know that they look at the champions and they're like well the champions wear these kind of shoes have you do you know how long we've been working on our footwork and do you know that we've you know, when we were first starting, we always wore the proper shoe for the, the, you know, that shoe that was for, you know, that, you know, the sandals for the girls and the, you know, the ballroom or Latin shoes for the leaders. Um, but we've earned the right to wear whatever we want. You guys can you wear know? clogs and look good with your footwork. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, you know, flip flops, we could, you know, make look good. Yes. But, but, but that's because we worked on our footwork before that. And I feel like people jump into, you know, wearing the, the footwear that the wrong footwear that it just accentuates that bad footwork mm-hmm. and the fact that they're flat footed. Yeah. If you're flat footed, don't wear such flat shoes. Right. Ah. Yeah. On that note, by the way, an aside, um, if people haven't seen the champions, Jack and Jill from swing Diego, mm-hmm. one Benji went barefoot <laughs> and killed it. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah Cause right, the, right. the floor was very slippery and he took his Correct. shoes off. He's like, I can't right. dance in these shoes. And um, totally. It is right. Yeah. It was amazing. Then, the other two that I was like drooling over their legwork and footwork um, mm-hmm. as a leader, Kyle, I was just like mesmerized. His legs are yeah. always amazing, but that dance in particular, I was on one end of the slot. So his legs were incredible. And Sean, Sean was on fire with his legs. Oh my God. Yes, totally. Dance. Um, totally. And they can wear whatever the heck they want with their footwear. I don't care. It looks great. <laughs> right. That, um, that division was great. And also like, you know, annoyed me personally. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Glenn Ball draws you know, Deborah Seke and he spends 32 beats walking her around and then another 32 beats putting her in a dip. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> like you do know I can dance, right? 
Like, come on. I, I feel you. like I feel like not only is it disrespectful, but it's it's almost like like because you can't set me up well enough to allow me to dance, you got to make me walk around with you. Yeah. Do I look annoyed right now? I am. <laughs> I was annoyed for you, uh, quite honestly, because I want to see Deborah's AK and dance. Glenn. I want to see all of you in the champions. I want to see you dance. And it's, I'm going to say, like, Glenn's a good dancer. Mm-hmm. Yet he walked me around for 32 beats. Right. 64. To one side well, yeah, 32. Floor, one side and of the then... floor, to the other side of the floor, to the front of the floor, to the back of the floor. And then dipped me, like, six times. Yep. So it was like at least half that dance you were half just hanging around. Hanging around. I don't really? even remember the rest of the dance. Did you dance? I, I don't even know. I oh, no then you dipped him. him. Oh, I did. Well, because I was like, if that's where we're going, then I'm here. Let me let me let you see what it feels like. Let me dip you. Since we're doing comedy. Yeah. No, that was it's supposed to be a legends division. And this is what you do? Yeah. Come on. I hear you. And it's not like something I won't tell him to his face, people that are listening out there. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Yes. Yes. So that's how I feel. <laughs> Your face is hilarious. Like, and let's, how do we bring this back around? How do we bring this let's back? <laughs> okay, so let's bring this back around then. Yes, let's do um, it. So... I'll ask one question and then I'll ask the other. Uh, first, what advice would you give to all-stars? How do they, you know, we've talked about the things that you want to see and what you expect. What's the advice you give to them to meet that goal, to meet your expectations? Well, obviously, hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, take another dance form, pick up another dance form. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you're not a trained dancer and you just doing West Coast Swing, learn another dance, mm. right? I don't care what dance it is so that you you learn how to move different parts of your body, understand different um, uh, skill sets. Right. Uh, the other thing uh, that I would say is um, like get in tune with your own body by doing Pilates or yoga or get in tune with your your brain by doing meditation because they're connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our dance, I feel like our dance especially is a very like metaphysical kind of thing that happens. You're like, Oh wow. We just created this stuff without like saying anything to each other. It's a very interesting, uh, lead followed because there are other dances that are lead follow. Right. Right. But ours is like, to me, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. Things that we, can accomplish if, 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 if we're just present, mm-hmm. you know, with one another when we put our intention in the right spot. And, uh, and then the other thing I would say is like, get out of your head in the other respect of like, don't put so much pressure, like, like on yourself. And this dance is not cerebral, right? You know, some, some people dance so cerebrally, um, and not physically enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the advice uh, I would give them an, and also give yourself a break sometimes. Like you don't have to compete every weekend. Sometimes make it a weekend just about like social dancing and connecting um, with people yeah. just to change it up a little bit. Yeah. I liken the experience of doing this dance to acting. Uh, sure. I took some classes at American conservatory theater and it's interesting because you spend a lot of time preparing 
working mm-hmm. a scene, going line by line, thinking about your intention, your objective, uh, where you're going to go physically, like mapping it out. But when it comes time to perform, you put that all aside and you're just in the moment and you're right. listening to your partner and you're responding. Yes, you know your lines, but it's like, it's in your body. It's again, you're, you have the quote unquote muscle memory, but you don't have to be in your head. You can be there and know that things are going to be okay with your partner. And I feel like this dance is exactly that. Go do your homework, go do all your training, go break down your footwork, you know, half a beat by half a beat. Um, <clears throat> But when you're actually there dancing with somebody, be there, be present, let all of that homework that you've done, you know, see the fruits of your labor in that moment. Right. It's kind of like, because you likened it to um, acting. I remember on, uh, what's that show with uh, James Lipton? Inside the Actor's Studio. Right. Inside the Actor's Studio, uh, Gabriel Byrne mm. said, acting is just being yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, creating moments within yourself, within the lines, you know, being you know, a glimmer of who you are. And I think dancing, you know, should be the same thing. Yeah. 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 I think authentic, authentic. Right. And so that's, I'm glad you said that because I feel like the more authentic, the more authentic you are in life, the more authentic you can be in your dancing, Mm -hmm. because I believe, you know, dancing, um, kind of, uh, your life kind of trickles into the dance. Yes. So, right. So the more authentic you are, I think the better the dance will be. Yeah. I, I think, think th- for people who are developing themselves as dancers and as artists, you know, we talk about developing your brand or who you are, your identity. Right. And mm-hmm. so much of that is, you just who are you <laughs> right you know uh, yes we we start to form our brand by imitating others and like oh I you know me personally I want to be a little Maxime I want to be a little Maxon so I want Kyle's legs I want you know Sean's legs like we put right, that but all then together. you put those all together and then you make yourself right and the question is but where are you in that picture you right. know so what's your personality like even watching the all-star division this weekend and watching um you know Joel Torgerson has a very different ambiance than Connor does. Yes, right? but they're, they're both, both on great. the classy side. Yes, but they're both very great. different. Very different very demeanors different. and different kind of dancing. And they bring themselves into that. And that's right. part of why I look at those two and admire what they're doing. Um, you know, that they are who they are. And I think a lot of us, for all sorts of different reasons, the dance being a personal expression, uh, mm-hmm. the fact that it's a social dance and we're thinking about what our partner's thinking about. I think a lot of us have fear, anxiety of either being seen or not being accepted for who we are. Um, in the but dance that's world. the whole beauty of this. You, you, you get to be who you want <laughs> to be, but be yourself. Right. You know, nobody, no, I'm sorry, but I, I don't want to be a copy. I want to be an original. Right. I mean, and you either like me or you don't, yeah. there's not, not everyone's going to love you and not everyone is going to like you. However, if you love and like yourself, chances are more people will love and like you. Right. Right? Yes. You can't please everybody, but you can please some of the people some of the time. You can't please all the people all the time. Right. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. Right. When I so, when I first moved into Advanced, and again, there were no all-stars. Right. At the time, I was still, I guess I was in New York. So at this point, I was now teaching with the woman who taught me my basics, Donna Roselle. 
Donna Roselle. And I remember because she was my coach, like she trained Helen Taco and I. And when I moved Mm -hmm. to New York, I would still turn to her for advice. And I reached advanced and I said, Donna, how am I going to do this? How am I supposed (laughs) to compete against, again, these guys that I had been watching for a long time? Like how am I going to compete against Brian Faust and Anthony DeRosa? And she's like, you don't. You You compete against yourself. Well, she said, you you don't do what they're doing. You do what you're doing. Just do it as well. She's like, look at all the all-stars. They're different. And again, I think that's something that to me is kind of missing. Um, I think I can certainly see differences in all-star, but I want to see more of individuality coming through. Um, But yeah, I like you don't try to do what other people do. You... Mm-hmm. you are a mix of all these different things and all different experiences and training and, and feelings and personality and like put that out on the floor that that's it that's your art and that's what's going to make you different and that's what's going to help you not only define your brand but offer something to your partners that nobody else can offer right right when we think about people wanting to dance with you it's like well if i'm just another x y and z mm-hmm. then yeah they may have a good time with me but you know, Why would they dance with you then? Why not go dance with the, the right. actual X, Y, and Z? Whereas I want people to dance with me and be like, yeah, dance, you know, dancing with Eric is like nothing else. Now they're probably saying that good and bad, but still, right. I want them to say it. <laughs> well, he's, he's different. Yeah, right. I was dancing with Eric. It was uh, interesting. It was <laughs> unlike anything I've ever done before. But yeah, I mean, I think learning to be comfortable with yourself and bring yourself out onto the dance floor, you know, all the best all the best of you and your peers, Deborah. you do that. You have your own I personality. Too, we, we also, we, we enjoy um, creating with each other, right? We, we, right. we want to see what we can do together. And I find that all stars, again, they, well, I, I have this idea. No, I have that idea. Well, no, I want my idea. Well, no, I want my idea. You don't really see that in champions. Yeah. It's more like we have these two ideas and we, we learn how to mesh them together seamlessly mm-hmm. and, and it looks like we both had the same idea i have Which a suggestion to that point i have a suggestion for all stars tell me all of you go take improv classes yes great idea for sure the basic rule of improv is yes and right you're Agreed. never shooting down somebody's idea you're never trying to step on their idea you are building on what came before right and, and improv is not easy no i think i feel like improv Acting is much harder than improv dancing, which is what we do in Strictly Strictly mm-hmm. Jacket Joe. It's, I feel like it's much harder. Maybe I feel that way because um, I do this more often because it's not like, like you know, <laughs> growing, growing up, I did, you know, acting and stuff because mm-hmm. I was in the industry. But also growing up, I was in drama club and, you know, elementary school and also in high school. And I was very active in all different things. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like this is why, like, when, like when we have to be funny on the dance floor, I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm a dramatic actress. Um, it's not just that because, like, when I'm when I'm teaching, I I have a sense of humor. Sure. When when I'm teaching, it's just like when I'm when I'm dancing and competing, I'm like, oh my god, no, I I no, I can't make this funny. No, oh Jesus, you made me try to make it funny. <laughs> you know, it's so bad. <laughs> right. Well, and I, the same thing with comedy. Uh, some people know that I did like stand up for a year or so, and hilarious, the funny, <laughs> the funniest moments are always one, the authentic ones. Right. So if you go and watch a stand-up com- uh, comic, male or female, and they deliver a line like they're expecting a laugh, they're not going to get one. Um, right. And honestly, the 
the biggest laughs that I sometimes got in my sets were when I delivered a joke, it got some sort of laugh or reaction, and then I would react to their reaction. Right, like, right, right. Not scripted. I'm just, oh, this right, guy right. had this reaction. I make an like, offhanded comment. And then I'd get a bigger laugh right. um, because it's authentic. It's in the moment. And, you know, same with acting, right? We always roll our eyes at acting that looks forced or un. Oh, my God, yes. And, um, totally. and that's, that's the thing with uh, the other thing that bugs me about comedy and our dance is not just that it's forced and it's like, Hey, look at me and laugh. Um, mm-hmm. it's that so often it happens to slow romantic songs or like songs yeah. that don't call for comedy. Comedy. Yeah. And I get if that's how you feel in the moment, but it kind of breaks my heart when I'm watching a like slow, beautiful song and somebody's acting out every lyric to get a laugh. I'm like, I, I, I'm totally on board with that. Like, why? Why can't you just be? Dance through the moment. Slow and, and romantic, right. like express. What the and sexy, like. maybe even still, yeah. right? Um, yeah, no, I'm totally on yeah, board I don't, with that. I don't know if improv is harder. It, it is challenging. I did improv for a little bit. Um, but it's it's a rush when you're like in sync with one or two other people oh. and ideas are flowing and you're Well, that's jumping. how dancing it's, is. It's yeah, right. for sure. It's electric. Um, but I feel like that's a skill that a lot of the higher level dancers are kind of missing. That ability to both be thinking and be listening at the same time, at the same time, yeah. like focusing your brain on what's happening in front of you and, mm-hmm. and then letting it flow. And again, so much of improv, it's hard when you first start out, but the more you do it, like dancing, easier, like anything else. Right. And you get into yeah. a flow space the same way you do in acting. I mean, we did a lot of improv to get uh, for our acting scenes. Um, or when I was doing plays in high school and college, we do a lot of improv to be like, mm-hmm. what, what do you think would happen in the scene to find the heart of it? So you do that homework. And then again, when you're acting, you're in the moment and you can be present and you can be responsive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a good skill. I mean, this is why I love watching Whose Line Is It Anyway, which is based on kind of like the groundlings, what they do yeah. with the groundlings. Right. I mean, sure. they are stupidly, brilliantly like in sync and, and quick. And I'm like, oh my God. And then, <laughs> and I think about it and I'm like, wow, we do this in dancing, or at least I do this in dancing, but how much harder it is to do that. Like, I feel that's, but it would be a great, you know, avenue to help you in your dancing. I feel mm-hmm. that's, it's a great idea. You know, take, you know, I, that's a great idea. Go to the groundlings people that live in California. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to find an improv person to come to mission city. That'd be great. Classes. Wouldn't it be cool? It'd be so much fun. I want to come. Okay. I'm down. You have to give me ample time, though. It can't be like, <laughs> okay. all right, it's next week, Deborah. Right, right. Because, you know. Um, it's the Bay Area. I have to plan everything two months in advance. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Everybody's busy until August. Um, so, finally, before we end this conversation, I'm curious, yes. because there are a lot of dancers who are in the lower levels of competition or competence. And again, mm-hmm. keep in mind, we're talking about all-stars as a competitive division. Um, but ideally they also represent the highest competence. Um, but what advice would you give to <clears throat> someone who aspires to become an all-star? Oh, that's a loaded question. Make the <sighs> truth. I know. Um, I mean, if somebody came to you in a private lesson and you say, what are your goals? What do you want? And they say, I would love to be an all-star one day. Yeah. So the first thing that I would tell them is just work on your dancing because I mean, there's no, there's, there's no like magic Avenue or magic dust or, 
magic advice uh, to, to be, a, a, you know, a good all-star or good at anything. Right. So because all-star, we, we were talking about West Coast Swing or dancing, I would say, you know, keep working, you know, on your dancing and, and don't just work on it, you know, when you're at events, like work on it at home and um, <clears throat> watch videos, um, take privates, do workshops. You know, I, I will tell you this. I find that the all-stars, even though they they take workshops, like ones that are specifically set for them, like tracks, mm -hmm. not all the all-stars that are at the event are in the workshops. Mm -hmm. And it should be every all-star that's at an event that's in the workshop. If they are don't offering care. a workshop for your for level, you. why would you not go? Right, right. I, I just, I, I don't get that. So the, I would, I would, you know, advise them, um, about that. And the other thing I would say is like, you know, pick a, pick a professional that could mentor you, not just as a dancer, but as a human, mm -hmm. you know, pick a, pick a good professional that you look up to, you know, how they, how they are as a human, as a dancer, as a teacher, as a, a competitor, you know, blah, blah, and, and pick someone, you know, to give you advice and, you know, and all that stuff, not just on dancing, but the, the whole gamut of what we do. Yeah. That would be my advice. Um, what would be yours? Um, certainly the, the discipline, the work ethic, mm -hmm. right? Um, if you want to aspire to be at a high level of competence, you have to put in the work. So yeah, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. So pursue a lot. I mean, yeah, find find a mentor who can help you. I think you're right. Like not just the dancing, but the personal journey because it is a journey. It <laughs> totally there's, there's going to be ups and downs, and if you mm -hmm. want to get to that that top level, right, uh, you have to be able to weather that storm. And a good mm -hmm. mentor, a good coach, will help you uh, get through those. Will help you recover from any hits you may take. Mm -hmm. um, but also help you prioritize. I feel like I get a lot of students who aspire to be all-star and they go and take a whole bunch of workshops or a bunch of private lessons and they mm -hmm. end up dividing their efforts or redirecting their efforts so often mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. really don't go anywhere. Right. Cause they're not focused on something for more than, you know, two week weeks at the time right. you have to like focus. Yeah. You can't, you, we can't multitask with this dance. No, well, we can't you multitask got period, but, um, sure. Right. <laughs> the brain doesn't do that, but, right, right. uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, to help have somebody who helps, helps you stay focused and prioritize and move. And, and to what we were saying before helps you determine what your path is. And right. who are you, who do you want to be as an all-star dancer? I, I work with even, you know, my students who once they have their footing and <laughs> they can stand and they're beyond baby dancers. Um, right. I started paying attention to, where I think their dance is going, you know, their mm -hmm. strengths, their weaknesses, their personality. I start pointing mm -hmm. them to videos of, Hey, I think you should watch this person. Right. Watch how they move their legs or watch this person and how they create moments. Um, you know, start helping them be themselves so that by the time they get to all-star, they have a sense of who they are. Of these self. are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. These are how I put myself out on the dance floor using mm -hmm. my technical skills that I have. I think the other thing too that, um, unfortunately for all stars, um, that they don't have that that I had 
and that most of my peers had as we were coming up in the community was uh, the ability to sit back and watch the professionals dance with each other late night. Mm. And they don't, and that's that's huge. Swing Diego was great for that, by the way. Yeah, you Angel, you and Angel dancing. I watched a couple of times, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there were a bunch of people out, and it was great. Yeah, and I think I think all stars need to try to do that a little bit more. Like, you know, if, if you see that there are pros out dancing and dancing together, like watch them. And I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't dance with them, but like take a step back for a minute mm-hmm. and see how they dance together and you know how they how they interact, you know, with each other because that's a lot. That's we've learned a lot you know, my generation, the generation before by watching the professionals dance together. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think, you know, right now we're kind of, Robert said this, which resonated with me. Um, we're kind of in a, in a place, uh, in West coast swing where we want the old to be new again. Mm. Um, so kind of watch, you know, watch some old videos, look at Ramiro and his footwork and, you, you know what I mean? And uh, just watch, all, you know, everybody and see what they've done, what how it's progressed, what they look like, how they got to where they're at. That's the other thing that I don't think all stars understand. They don't understand how we got to where we are right now as dancers. Hmm. You know, what influenced us, the progression and, and all those things. And I think, you know, that would be good Yeah, um, for them to, to do as well. One of the things I like watching about pros social dancing is it's different. Like yeah. When you're in a competition setting, it's oriented a certain way. And I feel like yeah. that's the only dancing that we really get to see these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet when you're social dancing, it's a different vibe and a different feeling. And you're creating a different kind of thing. Cause there isn't a whole ballroom watching you. Right. Um, and it's really cool to see <laughs> like some of my favorite videos to watch. I love watching Ramiro, but there's lots of videos of Ramiro social dancing. Oh yeah, totally. Like him and Festa just social dancing on the edge of the floor. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite videos. Um, cause it's different, uh, to see what you're, I feel like the art is different under those conditions. No, totally. I, I've, I've often said to, you know, my peers, um, I wish I could do in competition what I do at late night. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's, a, it's hard to do. Yeah. It, it can be done. There are, you know, um, like Kyle and Sarah are very good at that. Yeah. I find them speaking. Brett and Cleese are very good at that. Um, but again, that's just another, just another skill set to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> so much to worry about. It's always more to work on. Oh um, my God. It's never even ending. Even for All Stars. Yeah. Champions. champions yeah. yeah. Um, well, All Stars. I think you're we doing love pretty you. well. Yes. I think you're an awesome group of people. Yeah, and, ditto. Um, I personally admire a lot of the dancing that I'm seeing in All Stars, and I'm excited to see where this division continues to go in the future. Me too. And remember that you're loved. Yes. Yeah. It's important. It is important. If you want to share your thoughts and reactions with us, you can post a comment on our website. You can respond to our posts on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts in our discussion group on Facebook. You can also email Deborah and me through our site at thenakedtruthwcs.com or through our Facebook page. To get the latest news, you can like our page on Facebook, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, follow us on Instagram at thenakedtruthwcs, and go ahead, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> There's at least 50 other people who are doing so. Yes! So join them. We are at NakedTruthWCS.
Don't forget, you can buy some stylish swag at our online store. Just go to the Naked Truth WCS.com forward slash store to buy yours today. We can ship it to you or we can get it to you at an upcoming event. Again, that's the Naked Truth WCS.com forward slash store. And you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a number of other podcast hosting platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Deborah, And I'm Eric. And, and that's, that's the, the Naked, naked Truth. truth. You haven't seen Endgame yet? No. What? <laughs> what? It's not like I have anybody to go with that you likes it like I do. You don't have to see it with someone. I know. I could go to the movies by myself. I'm not mad. <sighs> I might do it tonight Tuesday right after. Tuesday matinee is the best time to go to the movies. Is it? By yourself. The only You may get like... Usually when you go, there's usually like four other people in the theater. That's it. It's great. You can sit wherever you want. Usually it's like one old couple and then like some dad and his kid. Like that's it. That's all who goes to the theater Tuesday matinee. I love it. But there's matinees every day, isn't there? Or is it just Tuesday? Yeah, no, there's just something about a Tuesday. I guess I don't usually go on Wednesdays because I have MCS. But like right. a week, like the middle of the week matinee because nobody's there. That's I don't great. have to think about that. <laughs>